This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jackie, why do you like therapy? I like therapy because uh, my brain is a jumbled mess and untangling it is really good for me as a human being, both for myself and others. But something that's unfortunate is that therapy isn't that accessible to everybody. Luckily now, there is an option like BetterHelp. We have technology. We can we can technology therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And special offer to Weighted Blanket Happy Hour listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash weighted blanket. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash weighted blanket. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Like we always say on this podcast, you got to feel it to heal it. Have we ever said that catchy tagline that you just came up with? I don't know. <laughs> Life gets hard sometimes, so grab your weighted blanket and let's talk about it. Personally, it's just us trying to produce and then we'll end with a um self-care self-care not thor- like thorns and roses self-care <laughs> Why? what is thorns and roses from you've made that reference like five times sorority it's from sorority life Ew. that's so funny i i i used to i used to do things i used to no it's, it's not even that it's not even that amazing it was just like a music it was a music sorority remember the music sorority yes yes that was a fraternity because even though it was all women we had honorary members who were men so they had to call us a fraternity the honor the, the the men who aren't even part of the club no. fundamentally changed the club to the point that the club had to change its name that's some bullshit i i know oh my know. god amazing I'm, what a couple of absent dicks can do I, I just listen like it's it's a good thing I'm 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 so upset with the patriarchy now but I was not aware I wasn't aware when I was 20 years old I didn't know any better of course I just I was like that sounds good when do we meet um anyway I am Julia Skaggs former Sigma Alpha Iota and member I, and I am Alpha Beta fuck the patriarchy Jackie Jarena. And we are joined today by the lovely Chloe Baldwin. Chloe, please take the stand. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Chloe Baldwin, and I absolutely cannot beat those introductions. They're fantastic. (laughs) Um, I am an actor. I am based in Los Angeles and also uh, Chicago on occasion, um, which is my my home place. And uh, yeah, I'm also a fight choreographer and fighter, and I'm a creative consultant and general adventurer and explorer of the world. I'm six feet tall. I like chai lattes and dogs. And um, I've been getting really into fashion lately, not as a career thing, but just as like a, I'm excited about this and I want to wear stuff that's cool and makes me feel cool. What are what are you using to explore that? Literally, I have this rack in my room that has all of these different colorful pieces of clothing mm-hmm. on it. And like, when I was a kid, I used to like wear four patterns at once. And then when I got older, I was like, I'm an actor. I should be neutral and dress neutral. I don't know where I got that idea from. Like some something about being a canvas or something. And then <laughs> and then now I'm like, ah, give me all the patterns back. And now I know a little more and can incorporate them in a more aesthetic way, which is fun. Maybe that's why I never booked any work, because I always wore the the you know conversation start pieces pieces, you know, the the, the, the fun the, I was like this is my fun actor shirt <laughs> I think that's probably 
correct though <laughs> i don't know that's what i'm trying to get back to right now though is like it's like oh what do i like actually want to wear like what's the the thing that makes me that see makes me and happy? again like getting back in our patriarchy shit i feel like if a man wears a statement piece to an audition he stands out but if a woman does it then it's like well she's just trying too hard if i were a male i would be on broadway by now i <laughs> Like I'm dead ass. Like it's, it's fucking stupid. I I saw a show at the the Goodman the other day. I won't say what the show was, but like at one point there were four cisgender men on stage at once, and I was like, really? Two years of the pandemic, and we're back to this bullshit. Really? Okay. Okay. Anyway. 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 Um. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Chloe, and um. Thank you for listening to our Kelsey episode, um, one of our favorites. It was a joy. I love them so much. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best conversation. So I'm, I was really excited. I was, it got me pumped up to, to be on. And thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, yeah, they were fun to talk to. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, we should just plug really quick. Like, please like, review, subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. I guess they have a platform and you can review there, too. So you you can't get away with it. You have to help us, mm. review us, like us, um, send me love notes at weightedblankethappyhour.com, happy, weightedblankethappyhour at gmail.com. There you go. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon, too. So, like, you know, if you want to give us two bucks a month you know instead of giving me a shot a month of malort you just think of it like that like, malort you know, specifically what i would love to do for julia is to give her a monthly shot of malort there you go <laughs> patreon not patriarchy yeah oh that's good yeah, oh, we're, we're we're merching that shit yes <laughs> um it's trademark now yes yes hashtag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so chloe um so what what brings you in today what's been keeping you up at night Oh, so many things, you know, the state of the world, mostly. Mm. Um, I've been uh, I've been thinking a lot about um, like just how as artists we segment off different parts of our lives and the parts that we let flow into each other and when versus when we make boundaries. I am a person that is not very good at making boundaries because I love like being open and you know, I have all this energy and all of this like optimism for things. And it's really hard for me to say no. And it's really hard for me to, to, you know, siphon off my energy in different directions and be conscious about it. So a lot like just giving my energy to too many things. And um, it's it gives me, you know, some anxiousness and it makes me sad. And it's it's all the things. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you been um, going through recently? that has been pushing your boundaries oh my gosh specifically recently i've been i've been working on a few projects that have been um like it's it working with with students and um and helping them with their projects as a, a fight choreographer and it's it's really difficult to kind of find the boundary between like i i need to I, you need to be able to learn this lesson by me not helping you because I'm not your teacher and I'm not, I can't do that. But at the same time, you know, trying to, as a fight choreographer, you have to make sure everybody's safe. So it's like, you know, kind of trying to sort out like, what is my role here? And like, what, what can I do? What can't I do? How, how much can I help? And what, what's the bottom line of like what I need to be able to do? So that's been, that's been such a, a brain explosion of like, I don't, I don't even know what to, 
how to help these people sometimes. Yeah. And it shouldn't be up to you because like, you know, it's up to everybody to help themselves. But where do you, you, you put, you talked about this, like, you know, like boundaries. And like, when I hear that, like, I think a lot about how, like, it's hard for me to like say no to someone or to ask to do things my way. And for like you, where, where do you think that comes from? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it goes back to the patriarchy that we were talking about before. I think a lot of that is kind of ingrained into anyone who is raised as a woman. Um, I think, and I feel like I've, I notice it more and more as I get older that, um, that some of the things that I, it's, it's so weird to say, it's like deprogramming yourself. But like, I, I feel like some of the things that I feel like I thought I wanted to say yes to, you know, maybe five years ago, are, and especially creatively or, or professionally are things that I'm like, either in in some ways it doesn't do any good to be like you know I should have said no to something five years ago but but to be able to look at where I'm at now and be like oh I actually don't want to do that thing that I originally you know thought that I did and it's it's kind of wild it's it's um it's liberating on one hand and on the other hand it's kind of terrifying because you're like my god how deep does this go yeah. Um, and speaking of deep, you, um, uh, when we were talking earlier, you're talking about like a really dark and twisty place you were living in for a while. You want to share a little bit? Um, yeah. That origin story. Oh my God. Absolutely. My dark and twisty sad boy origin story. Um, so I, uh, yeah, one of the things that's really affected my life, like creatively as an adult was, um, so my senior year of college, uh, one of my, one of the people closest to me, passed away in a really sudden and kind of awful way. And he was the same age as me. And it was, it was just something that, that really affected me a lot. And, you know, I ended up doing things that I never thought that I'd do, or like, you know, kind of was in this mental, emotional place that I never kind of thought I would be where I was like, I had to, like, this, this was mind blowing to me at the time as a 21 year old, like I had to drop out of the show that I was in because it was reminding me so much of the the way that he'd passed. And um, I, uh, yeah, it was, it, I was just in this place where I, it, you know, not only that, but like, it was really hard to get through that last, you know, semester and a half of school. Um, and it was something I'd been so excited about for a long time, like, you know, getting to meet agents and like, you know, all that stuff and like getting to like be out in the world as like a real capital P capital A professional actor. And like, you know, it was suddenly everything kind of felt flipped on its head and like and and um, it, it was a really strange moment of the most extreme version of kind of what I just talked about of like the things that you wanted all of a sudden, like are kind of the opposite or like kind of need reevaluating. And, you know, it's, it's something that both, you know, it, it, it's always hard to quantify those kind of things because it's like, you know, it was so terrible, but the silver lining was because it's, it's both things. It's like, mm -hmm. this was a horrible heart wrenching part of my life. That's like still with me in so many ways. And they still have to manage and still have to think about and factor into my mental health. And I think, you know, the, the, the part of it that, um, or the thing I was able to take from it, I guess, was that, um, you know, I kind of had a new perspective on, like, a how I need to take care of myself as an artist and a human and a human being, um, and at the same time, like, you know, just even within what I'm doing, finding these different pockets of like, this is what I can do, this is what I can't do, um, and yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my my um, 
hopefully opposite of villain, villain origin story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it affects my life in so many ways now that um, I, n- I never would have expected. Yeah. Well, can you go into more detail those those ways that it's affected your life? Sorry. And sorry, my no, cat no. is trying to. Grayson. Oh my gosh. No, sorry. Grayson. Opposite of sorry. Grayson. We, we Grayson. love an emotional support cat. Grayson. Grayson. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I heard someone was in distress. Grayson. You're How oh, can I be of assistance? Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's not all about you, cat. <laughs> sorry about that. You're fucking oh drama queen. I love it. Oh my God, he's so cat. pissed that you did that. Oh. <laughs> he's, oh, he's offended. He doesn't like it when I pick him up. He's like, I can't even begin to process how you, not my mother, picked me up and took me off the table. <laughs> Who do you? Th- this isn't your house, Jackie. Oh, oh my like, God, I'm he's... Viscount Bridgerton. You cannot yeah, do this exactly. to me. Exactly. I am a gentleman. Um, <laughs> fuck that season, dude. Oh man. I, I hope. I hope you enjoyed that moment of levity. Um, <laughs> Always. Yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. I mean, that's like part of it, too. You know what I mean? Is is finding those moments and, and leaning into uh, whatever moments you can find of joy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think one of the, the ways that it affects me now is just like, I kind of, this is going to sound funny, but I kind of look at myself as a video game character sometimes, especially when it comes to mental health. Of like, I relate to have, that. <laughs> right? Like, you have all these health bars and like, you got the little money bar, you got the little like... And, and I, I think one of the things that I've tried to do is like break it down into even more specific bars of like the, the, the I don't know if you guys have ever heard of spoons. Do you know what spoons are? I love yeah. spo- yes. I use oh, that metaphor fantastic. all the time. I had a feeling this would be the right audience for it. Um, but yeah, it's just spoons in terms of like what your specific type of energies that you have are. So like, what are my like social skills at a party spoons right now or my my energy bar or, you know, what are what's my ability to send out headshots and resumes and sit on my computer and do that bar versus my like go to a, a gala or a film premiere and make new friends bar like you know and how what are the things that feed those versus take that energy away and sometimes take away from one bar but add to another one and and just trying to get really specific with myself about how I work you know what are all the gears and levers that that I pull that um that affect me and and how can I either you know, first off, not judge them too harshly and not be like, well, you know, if, if I just pulled this lever 4,000 times, then then I would be perfect. Or, you know, um, like, why do I even have to do that lever in order to accomplish this task? Um, but instead, like, take a breath and be like, okay, it's fine that I that I need to, like, you know, brush my teeth to get myself into the right mental state to do this or need to call my mom before I can have enough mental energy to go uh, try to buy this car or whatever it is. That was me last week. Um, and, and then kind of figure out like, you know, once I've gotten past the judging myself portion of it, um, then it gets into like, you know, what, what are those gears and how, how do I use them to my advantage? Like, how do I, I, one of my favorite phrases is from, um, this podcast, uh, called startup. Um, we love an inter interdimensional podcast moment. Um, uh, and it's a quote that's, uh, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. It's lean into your unfair advantage, which I really like. And, um, yeah, like whatever that is, cause everything is both a strength and a weakness. So whatever, whatever the thing is that sets you apart also can be your unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
yeah, that's just like, it's just giving you a different perspective to think about the tools that are already in your arsenal that you're, it was, it was, it's. Well, here I am, like, what the fuck is the advantage part of remembering random commercials from 2005? <sighs> <laughs> oh, listen, we can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, because that's what my brain is. I relate to that so much, though, because, like, I figured out that, like, I work in short bursts and I would like to be a person who works consistently and gets up and does a little bit every day and like establishes good habits and can get into a routine. But I am not that person. I would like to be, but I am not. So instead I have to play this like, like surfing game of like, all right, where's the motivation going to take me today? Am I going to like, am I going to get day job work done? No, I don't think I'm going to get day job work done. Am I going to at least write something? No, maybe. Well, okay. How about I edit five podcast episodes? There it is. And like harness that and like and work in like you know four hour bursts and then be like I'm done now (laughs) and I don't like that that's the way I work but it is the way I work and I'm learning to live with it (laughs) no absolutely and I think that's I think that's awesome because especially as artists too I think it's easy to both like have less structure and then judge ourselves for it like you know and and we we kind of work in this area and where we where we get to be able to do that. Like it can be that like you're editing five podcast episodes today, which is, which is awesome. And and I think it, it's, it fits the form fits the function and function fits the form in a really interesting today, way. Today, the surfboard took me to four hours of Elden Ring, but you know what? Sometimes, sometimes there's days like this. <laughs> Listen, it's like, it's just as important too. I think <laughs> Elden Ring is not important. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm so excited to play that game. I'm so it's, psyched. It's infuriating. I, I hate it. I want to smack the people who made it, but I'm playing it out of spite. <laughs> oh no. Like the game is bad. No, it's amazing. I'm just terrible at it. Oh no! <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just bad at video games, and That's I don't like know the why. Worst I, combo. I hate when I love a game and I cannot, for the life of me, get past. I the first can't level. do it. I have to look up cheats for everything. It's somehow okay. we somehow we tie this back into a metaphor for life about like you know use your use your advantage of Google searching to, go. f- to figure out how to get to God Godric the Grafted like whatever. That's it. Yeah, these I am not a gamer, so these are just words. But I I appreciate how enthusiastic you are about them, um, <laughs> and and we need that. We need that, and like it's obviously a thing that like gives you joy. And so like you know how lucky are you to have something that can give you joy? Stormvale Castle is a metaphor for navigating my own emotions because it's a labyrinth. See, yeah, there's nothing more annoying than like sitting in front of the TV and being like, nothing is like engaging me or like giving me joy versus like being like this game done. That actually is the worst feeling. And Chloe, maybe you can relate to this. Isn't it the worst when like, cause you know, talking about that, like harnessing motivation and like, you know, energy bars, what do I have the energy for versus not? It happens to me less so now that I am medicated, but sometimes you just get like the, like, I want to do, but I don't want to do anything. Like it's like, and you sit there and just like, okay, well you can study Spanish. I don't want to. Okay. You can make dinner. I don't want to. Okay. You can go for a walk. I don't want to. And it's like, you go, you go down the list and you don't want to do anything, but you want to do something. Isn't that the worst? Oh, it is the worst. It's like having a conversation with your inner child, but instead it's like your inner grouchy teen. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Man. Yeah. Video games and and, uh, mental health is also making me think of, um, there's this game called Senua's Sacrifice. Um, that really helped get me through early days of the pandemic. Um, it's just, 
and specifically the game was designed um based on like uh the specific mentality of uh i can't even remember the the condition that it is but it's like it's um it's designed to put you in the headspace of this character that's dealing with um a, some sort of ailment that's that's similar to a real mental illness and mm. um and it's in this viking adventure context so she's dealing with all of this while having to go you know rescue her lover from the underworld and like it's it's playing out as this um as this this ailment that she's having and so it it was really and it was really great too because it's you know it's not something specifically that that I've dealt with but it it also reminded me a lot of grief and reminded me a lot of like of trauma and you know having to move in and having to move through it in a way that's structured a little bit and like takes you to the next level and like you know is is kind of analogous to this journey it, it there's something about video games that really drops you into a story in a in a different way and I hadn't really experienced it so powerfully until I played that game and well and um, that sort of ties back into like the whole like you know using grief using grief and trauma and like utilizing it for art kind of thing because I know from from personal experience my grief has gone into a big booklet of songs that may never get produced um, cause partially cause I don't, cause I'm lazy and don't have money. And partially cause I, I'm like, I don't know if I want to put these out there. Yes. No, that's so funny that you say that because I've, I've noticed two things. And one of them is like, that I feel like I don't see a lot of things that are out there, like art about grief. Like there's not, I feel like there's there, it's there, but it's not kind of on the surface if you're looking for it at face value. I feel like I, I don't think about a ton of films that have to do with grief or, or things like that. And um and when I, when I do I really notice them because I'm like oh man I see that, um but the I feel the same way as you of like I have I have a lot of poems that I because when we were talking before before we started I was like yeah I've never incorporated grief into my art and I think when I was thinking about that I was like into the art that I put out in the world, but I'm realizing now like I I have all these like poems and and journals that I've done but oh man, it's, it's terrifying to think about ever sharing them, you know, and, and part of me thinks that, you know, maybe five or 10 years down the line, I'll, I'll put them out there. And part of me thinks like, maybe I won't. And maybe like, that's okay too. There's this terrible, there's this terrible, um, re- what am I trying to say? The, uh, terrible possibility of like, you put this thing out there that you've literally put the most vulnerable part of yourself into and then it's subject to criticism because then it's out there. Grayson, get off of the microphone. Nope. Grayson. Nope. He's like, I have thoughts ha- about grief. Grayson, we are having a moment. We're having a conversation. Grayson. He's like, I feel your feelings and I just want to help. I oh sense them. It's not even dinner time, buddy. <laughs> I know when their dinner time is because... <laughs> yeah, I I know because like I I doubled in poetry mostly mostly when I like you know had a broken heart and you know yeah. I read them and I'm like this is kind of good but I don't think anyone's gonna like this or like you know it's gonna get trolled and it's like but but there might be one or two people out there who like who do find something from it who who do like it does resonate with because like yeah like like we experience all those negative emotions on the human spectrum mm-hmm. and like how wonderful is it to find someone out there who like who finds comfort in it and relates to it. That and I constantly think about all of this like art that I'm too like 
stuck slash like, you know, like uh, scared to like fully develop and bring to a full finished product and put out in the world. I think about all of that. And I think about like the only difference between you and people who have like songs that go viral is one day they just fucking started. Yeah. Right. And that's where I really struggle. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. And then Chloe tying in your, your creative consulting business, like how do you, how do you use that then to assist people that come to you for help? I was going to say that literally the thing that you said about just getting started and that being the hardest part is the thing like I feel like that's always when people have come to me is like I don't know how to start and I think that you know for me as an artist and I bet I bet y'all could relate to this at some level too is like how, how do you green light yourself like how do you tell yourself now is the time to start this thing and I think I think you know I like I love helping people do that and it's it's something that brings me a lot of joy but at the end of the day it's like what I really want to figure out is like how can how can I help you figure out how to not have to ask me to help you start it because because I think I think that a lot of the reasons that we stop ourselves from doing it aren't cuz like we're not ready and also again especially as women especially as femmes especially being raised as a woman it's that much harder to not feel that imposter syndrome and not feel like, well, you know, is anybody going to watch this? Is anybody going to care? And like, I think that's the, the, like the, the first man, I just, I'm about to say something that feels both like kind of profound. And also I'm sure someone has definitely said this before a thousand times, probably in the nineties. It's like the first first battleground of feminism is in your own brain. And I think, I think the same thing for artistry, like, you know, whatever your gender is, like it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff in society that like, you know, and there's all sorts of things that can compound this, you know, whether, you know, you had parents that were like, no, don't do that. Or, you know, any, any sort of thing. And it just kind of builds on top of each other and you have to like rip it back piece by piece. But like, I think being a woman is like one of the things that, that helps with that imposter syndrome and that you need to deprogram. And then also just being an artist in a society that's like, you know, what's not very valuable art, you know, until, until all of a sudden, then you're like, then they're like, Oh, Netflix deal and go. Now you're valuable. Um, So, so I think it's just, you know, figuring out the reason that you're doing it and that's, what's going to get you to start. And I think oftentimes that reason is like exactly what you said of, having that one person in your head that's like younger you or like you know someone who's in the same situation you've been in or even the opposite if it's like a comedy or a romance or something where it's like I wanted to see like I I made a co-wrote a web series a couple years ago with one of my best friends and it was like this it's this bisexual rom-com romp through the woods and I was like I want to see a character that like is is asking herself like if I have these feelings for this girl does it mean that I didn't have feelings for this guy you know like does like how do I grapple with my sexuality while also grappling with romance like and the the awkwardness and weirdness of that in some ways is like hilarious and like Mm -hmm. getting getting to share that and like have one like literally one person make a piece of fan art that they posted on Instagram about the first episode I was like that done like the I've hours of work the yeah the hours of work the a heartache the blood sweat and tears literally all of it that I poured into this was worth it for this one tiny piece of fan art that somebody made of this character that I um, that I just thought was funny yeah yeah uh, I'll I'll end the the conversation on like I feel like 
like what stops me is like the trolls, right? But now I'm like, no, it's the trolls that prove that you you got somewhere. Like they see that you are somewhere receiving like a, a high praise and they mm-hmm. want to take you down because they're jealous of you. So like actually trolling is not the worst thing that could happen to you. It's actually a sign of of like your accessibility now. Yeah, because honestly, what it like the, the the concept of trolling is so fucking weird to me. Yes. It's just like, what are you doing with your time? Yes. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Go uh, play a video game. Yeah, so many better things you could do with a video game. Um before we get into uh our last segment, uh Chloe, where can people uh find out more about you, reach out to you, look you up, all the things. Please plug all of the things. Yes, uh, my favorite place is on Instagram. My handle is Chloe Glowy Flowy. Um, and yes. then I have a website. <laughs> I love it so much. I made it when I was like 18. And I was like, this is forever. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then my website is ChloeBaldwin.net. Um, if you want to watch the web series, uh, if you type in like what you like, the series, uh, Tiny Cat, and Tiny Cat is one word, on YouTube. You can find it there. And of course, I have it on my website, too, if you want to see it there. So, yeah. I, I love nothing more than a, a woman who looks like, you know, like a porcelain doll. But like, how many how many swords and weapons do you have from your, your fight court? I just moved. So at the moment, only two, which is only a crime. Two, and I will swords. be fixing it soon. There's there's a couple in Chicago that I still need to how many up out. to how many up to how many have you owned, though? 19. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know who I know who I am picking to be on my team during the zombie apocalypse. Um, Listen, I'm I'm in. I I need all the mental health help that I can get in the zombie yes. apocalypse. So you you two, let's team up. That's what I'm let's here for. It. So usually we do. Um, <laughs> it's not thorns and whatever the fuck. Not thorns and roses. Usually we do. Well, it was your self care, but I think I would like for today for us to do a, a, a like a. A silly or serious, like, what is your unfair advantage? Oh, God. Uh, I will go first. Mine is is that it is really easy for me to make people comfortable around me. Yeah, uh, that is true. I am, like, super, super, I'm, like, a fucking golden retriever. Like, everyone yes. is, like, happy to see me, feels calm, and, like, and it's easy for me to, like, read a person and be, like, what does this person need? Do they need me to, like, give them the comedy show? Do they need me to give them their space? And, like, within 10 minutes, I can win over that person instantly it works in interviews it works on first dates mm-hmm. um unfortunately it does not work in auditions but that's because uh now having been a casting director uh actors and directors and casting directors are some of the most insecure people in the world so <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. Checks out. And, checks out and it's hard with the energy to be like and you have such good energy too oh my god thank you thank you but once in a room of all men they they thought that i was being cocky and no men just need to fucking stop sucking their own dicks like <laughs> and that is my unfair advantage yeah i love it i love it so much uh mine if i had if i had to pick one i would have to say um, the the real term is I have extremely high oral recall. The funny ter- the funny version of that is I accidentally memorize songs. <laughs> like, I love that. I have the I just I'm extremely auditory and I which I've said probably a million times to you and also just on this podcast. So it's like I if if you if you I memorize lines really quickly and also there have been multiple times in my life where like I'll listen to like a fast rap song or something because I love it and then I, I've heard it five, ten times, and then I put it down, and then the next day, I know the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, now I know more Nicki Minaj songs than I intended to. 
than a yes. white girl should. <laughs> and yet it's my party trick. Like, I like I rap. It. Come at me. Honestly, your unfair advantage, you could totally easily make a TikTok where you lip sync to things and go viral. Yeah, I, I love lip syncing to things. My TikToks never go viral. I had like... <laughs> I gotta follow your TikTok. I'll I'll ask you. It's just my, uh, no, wait, it's not just my name. She's heck of a gal. It's asthmatic soprano, asthmatic underscore underscore soprano. I love that. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna go follow you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, Yes. do it. I'll follow you back. And then, Chloe, what is your your unfair advantage? My unfair advantage is that I bridge the gap between being wild inner child artist person who can bounce off the walls. And having enough logistics to tell, to point the inner child what direction to go. That's, that's something I'm trying to master. So like, good on you if you have that ability. Thank you. It's, it comes and goes for sure. But it's like, it's something that I, that I, I like doing. I like switching roles back and forth. It makes me happy. Good. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Um, Pleasure catching up with you. Please send us some LA sun and please hit us up when you are in Chicago again. Yeah. Always. Oh my God. And Julia, we just want everybody to stay safe. Stay sane. And same time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.